return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, about three weeks ago, I talked about uh, just how there's safety in the Bible. So I'm going to continue on with that today. And uh, we're going to get through this. You know, I'm going to recap a little bit of, of what I talked about three weeks ago, but uh, how many know that when, we, when you read the Bible, when you read the Word of God, it just makes you feel better? Amen? Um, if you've ever been in a dark place, in a low place, and you pick up the Word of God, it just makes you feel better. And that's not a coincidence. That's not just our feelings, but it's the Holy Spirit that works inside of us as we're reading His Word. Amen? As we're understanding and we're gaining knowledge and insight into what God says about us and his will for our life, it builds us up. The Bible says in Jude one twenty that we can build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. All right? And part of building ourselves up is, is being with the one who builds us up. Amen. Is, is spending time with the one who builds us up. Spending time with the one who knows us the best. And knows our strength and he knows our flaws and our weaknesses. And he helps us uh, to continue to grow spiritually. Amen? And so, uh, we want to put our faith in the Bible. We want to put our faith in the one who made us. Amen? The one who created us. So many times you see people, maybe will put their faith in a, a denomination or, or a non-denominational church, or they'll put their faith in a pastor or in a, in a writer. And we don't want to do that. We can, we can look at those things, and those are, should be supplementary to the Word of God. The Word of God should always be the primary source of our information. Amen? So anything anybody says from the pulpit in a book should always line up with our primary source should always line up with the Word of God, because the, the Word of God is God's will for your life. Amen. God knows us better than anybody knows us, and His will for us is good. So if we're looking at His Word, and we're reading His Word, and we're trying to, we're, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us to understand His Word, we're lining up with God's will. I love it. It says that, um, the Bible says, His Word is a lamp into our feet. And a light into our path. Amen. The other day, um, you know, I got up in the middle of the night and got a, got a drink of water. And the room's really dark. And, and Angeline, during the night, sometime before, put her dresser out. Okay? And forgot to put it back in. 
And so I'm walking. No, so actually, I, I, it was when I got up. So I got up and I put my feet down, and our dresser is kind of close to our bed, and I stepped on the dresser. And there's been times where I've almost hit my shin, right? Why? Because it's dark. I couldn't see. Well, when we have the Word, it's a light into our path. It's a lamp into our feet. So if you're in a dark place, which the world is a dark place. Satan is the god of this world. The world is a dark place. When we have the Word of God, it's like a lamp and a light to us. And so as we're walking, we can see in front of us. We can see what's coming up. We can see maybe a part, part way into our journey on our path. And that's how it is in life. That's how it is spiritually. Is, is God will give us a glimpse of maybe things to come in our life. He'll uh, prepare us to face any challenges that might come. Amen. When we have the Word of God. When we're listening to the Word of God. When we're being doers of the Word. Right? And so we're walking and we can see obstacles coming up. When Jesus said that, um, no one knows the times or the seasons. It's going to come like a thief in the night. What did he say? He said, but not for you. Amen. You, you just be ready. And you're going to be ready if you, if you stay in the word, if you uh, abide in, in the word of God, you're going to be ready when that day comes. It's not going to take you by surprise as a thief in the night. You're going to be prepared. Why? Because you know, uh, you know what's going to happen. Amen. So, even for me, I don't want you to put your faith in what I say. I want you to say, yeah, praise the Lord. He's, what he's saying is lining up with the Word of God. What he's saying bears witness with my spirit because it's from the Word of God. The Holy Spirit can deal with all of us at the same time. He's dealing with all of us right now. He's, he's speaking to us all at the same time. He's not limited by uh, any uh, physical attributes. He can be, he's, he's ministering to us here, but he's also ministering around the world right now. And he's speaking different things to us. So you might, there might be a verse that, that you hear here that really resonates with you and, and really speaks to you on a certain level. And somebody else might hear the same verse and they might have a completely different revelation of what the Lord's saying in that verse. It's not, doesn't mean that one's right and one's wrong, but there's so many levels to the word of God even when we go to heaven, um, there's, there's not going to be any shortage of knowledge and revelation of the Lord. Amen. So that the elders fall down, they cry, holy, holy, holy. I heard a message from a, a, someone who used to go here, Sefa Adekwe, who said that, that when they raised themselves up, they saw a different revelation of the Lord. And so they had to bow down again, holy, holy, holy Lord. And they'd raise up and they'd see another revelation. They'd see another level of the, of the Lord. And I always, that really always spoke to me. Because it tells me, no matter how, how, much I, how, how well I think I know a scripture or uh, a lesson in here, um, there's always more to know. There's always more that I can grow in. Amen. And it, it, what it does is it keeps us from being complacent. We don't have to be complacent when we read the word because he's showing us things all the time. If we're teachable, amen. So if I'm doing my job well, my words are going to be his words. Okay, so make sure whoever you listen to is lining up with the Bible. That's why there's safety in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 4.2 says, preach the word. He's talking to Timothy here. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Again, that lamp, that light for us is going to help us be ready in season and out of season. It says, convince, rebuke, extort, uh, not extort, exhort 
with all long-suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So we want to listen to sound doctrine based on the Word of God. We shouldn't try to base the Bible off our experiences, but look at our experiences and see how they fit into the Bible. Okay? So what does the Bible say about what I'm going through? Oh, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay. Now I know that, right? Now I know that, well, what's going on with me isn't God, it's Satan. Amen? So when when we read the Word and we... And we take it and we put it in context with the rest of the Word of God. We see how the Word of God intertwines and connects. And it, it you know, so if you, if, you, if you know that God's good and, you, and, you, and it's something that's resonated in your spirit, that God is good all the time, and you see something in the Word that makes you question that, um, don't just say, well, I guess God's only good some of the time. No, what do we do? We, we look and say, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Holy Spirit, help me understand this scripture. Help me understand what you're trying to say here. Amen? Because he will. He's our helper. He helps us with everything that we need. He helps us to discern and to understand and get revelation of the Word of God. We can't do it ourselves. I can't just read through the Bible, and I might have a lot of knowledge about the Word, but when it comes to spiritual understanding and revelation, I can't just, that just can't happen for me. I need to trust and rely on the Holy Spirit. I need to trust and rely. One, I have to have faith that the Word is true. But I need to trust the Holy Spirit's going to reveal that to me. Amen? Amen? You see, a lot of people, they have a lot of head knowledge. They can, they can, people can quote Scripture and they can, they, can, uh, um, they can really act like they know and have a great sound understanding of the Word. But maybe they don't. Maybe they... Um, they don't uh, take it and they say, Holy Spirit, can you help me with this? I, I was in a Bible study when I was in college, um, not fire starters, but I was in a Bible study and, and I got invited to, and the Bible study was basically reading something that one of the, a theologian had written on something, and, and I didn't agree. It didn't resonate with my spirit. And if anybody knows me, you know that I'm, I can be... Uh, Outgoing, and I can I'll say what's on my heart uh, when it comes, especially when it comes to the Word of God. And so I said I I spoke up and and um, I said no, that's not right. And and the answer, the response was, well, um, this is what he said. So and he has so much more years of experience than we do, so we should just listen to this. And and he's right, you know. And but I thought. You know, even back then, and, and just as I've even grown to now, I thought it doesn't matter how much experience you've had. It doesn't matter how many years you've been a Christian. If you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work inside you and to reveal things to you in the Word, you might not know as much as somebody who's only maybe had one or two years, three years of uh, being a Christian. Okay? So we never want to say, well, I've arrived. We never want to say... Um, you know, that, that uh, God can't speak to me and he can't change how I say things or he can't change um, what I understand about a certain scripture because he's always speaking to us, no matter who we are. You know, there's, there's messages from five years ago that um, I probably wouldn't preach today. There's messages that, that I look back and I say, yeah, I was maybe I was wrong in that. You know, God's given me a revelation since then of, of maybe how I can tweak how I say something. Or what I say. 
And so there's safety in the gospel. We want to preach the word. We want to be ready in season and out of season. We want to listen to sound doctrine based off the word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, in the Bible, there's quotes from Satan. There's quotes from God, from Jesus. There's There's quotes from people. Okay? So you can look at a scripture and you can say, yeah, it's true that he said that. So Satan, he takes Jesus on, you know, tempts him three times, right, or multiple times in every, in every way, but three that we see, and he says, all this can be yours if you just bow your knee to me, right? And yeah, it's true that Satan said that, but we, with Satan, there's always, he's a liar, he's a father of lies. So we can't say that it's just truth. You know, know what I'm saying? You understand? So it can be true that it's in the word, but it doesn't make it truth. Okay. <clears throat> I think of, you know, you know, Job. Job said he gives and he takes away, right? So it's true that Job said that, but that's not true in the way that Job meant it. Okay. So it's not like we can just take a verse and we can say, oh, it's in the Bible, so that must be a true statement. It was recorded in the scripture, but we know that God doesn't steal, kill, and destroy. Which was what Job was saying, right? He gives. He gave me everything. He gave me my children. He gave me my land. He gave me my house. And, he, and then he took it all away. That's, that wasn't... Job, if you... Again, if you read through the book of Job, Job was very bitter <laughs> all the way until Elihu, one of his friends, started to speak to him and tell him truth. And then God comes and says, hey, now I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk, and I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on here. And Job, you have to remember, he repented of everything that he had thought and he had said. He, he realized he was wrong. You know, so from the time that he said, Lord, gave and take away, took away, he was, it was wrong thinking, right? So yeah, Job said it, but it doesn't mean that God actually took away. It doesn't mean that God killed his children. It doesn't mean that God destroyed his house or his lands. That he, he didn't, doesn't mean that God destroyed his livestock. Amen? So we have to, again, we have to be able to discern, and we do that as we read, and as we read with the Holy Spirit helping us to discern and understand what the Bible's saying. Amen. The truth is that Jesus came to give life Amen. and give it more abundantly, Amen. not to steal, kill, and destroy. So again, we, look at, we can look at a scripture, and, and what we want to do is we want to take that scripture and say, man, that just doesn't sound like the character of God. So what's really happening here? And we can, we can go to other places in the Word and, and find context to that scripture. Amen? And that's what we want to do all the time. That's why, that's why in our Bibles there's, there's ledgers and there's uh, references, references to other scriptures that talk about the same thing. Is so that, you know, and I'm glad for that, praise the Lord. That's why, that's why we have it, um, you know, but for many years there wasn't anything like that. With the disciples, they didn't even, they didn't have a New Testament. They were in, living out what was written in the New Testament. But for us, we have so many resources that we can say, okay, what does that mean? And ask the Lord and say, okay, oh, there's a reference here. I can go to this scripture and you can go to that one. And there's a reference to another scripture. And that's what we want to be. We want to... Um, the Bible says, and I said it three weeks ago, we want to study to show ourselves approved. Amen. We need to study the word. Not just read it, we want to study the word. Amen. We want to 
meditate on the word. When we go through our day, let's let it marinate in your heart. Lord, I've really been struggling about this. What, is, what does this mean? And he'll reveal it. He'll reveal it. 2 Corinthians 11, 3, 5. And, and this is really the, the crux of, of what we want to know about, about the word. Okay? I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay? That's, if it's not simple, it's not probably the gospel. I'm, I'm not going to say probably. If it's not simple, it's not the gospel. Amen? Because the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. For he who comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. For I consider that I'm not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. Pastor David would always say, um, you don't want to um, strain at a gnat and, what is it, eat a camel? Swallow a camel, thank you. You don't want to strain at a gnat, something that's tiny, and swallow something that's really big, right? Because all across denominations, <clears throat> there's differences in maybe in parts of the word that uh, are of little significance, and then there's differences in big significances, in big things, right? So, the Holy Spirit. Some people believe that the Holy Spirit, or that speaking in tongues isn't for today. Well, that's, that's kind of a big thing, because the Holy Spirit helps us in our everyday life. The Holy Spirit helps us do things. So, we don't want to just swallow that, but then strain at what day... Uh, we should be having church service either on Saturday or Sunday, right? Because, again, you look, at, you look through the Word, and uh, the Bible just talks about how to, some, to someone, they set, it aside, they set aside a day for God, and for others, they don't set aside a day for God, right? We should be continually in His Word. doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday or Thursday or Tuesday. I know in India, when they had uh, covid they were said they cannot meet on the weekends. They can't meet on Sunday. And so what did they do? They meet on Tuesday. They had a Tuesday service. doesn't matter what day of the, word, day of the week we meet. Amen. But, uh, so that's, in my, in my opinion, that's a small thing. But something like the Holy Spirit, something like, obviously, Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead and him being the only way, the truth and the life, those are big things, Right? Those are big things. So we want to make sure that we're, we're staying in the simplicity of the gospel. Stay in what the Bible says, and you're going, to be, uh, you're going to be good. You're going to grow spiritually. Following Jesus should be simple. If it's confusing, it's not God. Amen? Amen. We look at verse 4 still. It says, if he, if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached... So that could be, again, the character of God, right? The character of God is good. If somebody says that God is not good, um, that's, that would be another Jesus that they're preaching, right? Or if you received a different spirit, which you have not received. If you're in the Word and you hear something and it doesn't bear witness with, your, with the Holy Spirit inside of you, then don't receive it. If you receive a prophecy, if somebody prophesies over your life, and it doesn't bear witness with your spirit. You don't have to receive every prophecy that comes your way. Right? We read uh, three weeks ago that the, the prophecy is subject to the prophet. Okay? So we all miss it. 
Even prophets miss it, right? Pastors miss it. Every, we've all missed it. We've all thought that we've heard something from the Lord and it turned out maybe that it wasn't. That maybe it was our own thoughts, our own uh, desires or something that we wanted. That's okay. Amen? Just always consult your whole, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you of what he's saying. What he's saying through somebody to you, what he's th- saying through uh, a preacher, what he's saying through a book, right? Keep in the word. So we want to be simple, not confusing. James 3.16 says, where, where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Why did the Pharisees make up 613 new laws? For their own selfish gain, right? It could put them ahead. It made them powerful. It made them feel like, wow, I, I, can, uh, I have this, this authority um, over the people. I'm just going to make a law here. And here I'm going to put them in a box so that we have all the power. Verse 17 says, But the wisdom is wisdom that's from uh, above is first pure, then peaceable and gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. If you hear someone about, uh, if you hear something about the gospel that isn't simple, it's probably not the gospel. Okay? If, it, if it sounds confusing and it sounds like just a lot of work, you know, like you have to jump through all these hoops, then it's, it's not the gospel. The gospel is simple. The gospel is go out to all the world and preach, preach, amen, to every creature. Preach the gospel to every creature. The, the gospel is you shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Amen. So we don't want to make it complicated. We want to keep it simple when it comes to following the Lord, when it comes to preaching the gospel and, and responding to what is being preached to us. Again, we want to go to the scriptures and we want to gain understanding. We want to gain understanding by the Holy Spirit of what we read. Again, not just uh, earthly knowledge, not just be going through and, and thinking that I can uh, understand everything on my own. But no, the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. Okay? So I, as I'm reading, I'm gonna, I want to allow the Holy Spirit to search the deep things of the Lord. I don't, want to, I don't want to use my own earthly knowledge to try to decipher what the Bible says. No, use the Holy Spirit because it says the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. Amen? The Holy Spirit on the inside of you searches the deep things of God. You're not going to be alone trying to discern the word by yourself. Amen? I always say it's easy, you know, it's, when, when you allow the Holy Spirit to work, um, and to speak through you, uh, it takes all the pressure off of preaching. <laughs> Same thing with witnessing. If you allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you, and you know that what you're saying is truth, and is the Word, then it takes the pressure off. You don't have to give your opinion. You don't have to uh, back up with your head knowledge of what you said. You can, you can rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen? John 14, 26 says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father that he will give you another Helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and will be in you. Amen. If we go back to 26 again, 
I love that he'll teach you all things and he's going to bring back to your remembrance all the things that I've said. All the things that I've said to you. If you've ever been in a situation where you just don't know what to say or, or somebody asks you a question and you're not sure how to respond about the word or about Christianity, different things like that, remember this verse. The Holy Spirit will bring all things back to your remembrance. There might be a verse that you haven't read or seen in a long time, and he's going to bring that back to you to help you. Amen. Amen. He's Again, he's our helper. He's our helper. And the times we're living in, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. Let him help you discern what you hear. Amen. We don't want to follow all the time after different prophecies that are prophesied. And, and right now, just in the world, there's a lot of different prophecies that come. Uh, prophecies about what's going to happen. Prophecies about um, what uh, the war in the Middle East means. Uh, prophecies about which trumpet is being blown. Um, prophecies about, uh, you know, all those things. And what I say to people is, you know, everything I need to know about the end times is in here. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't want to go off on some prophecy because it sounds good if it's not already written in the Word. If somebody prophesies something that, um, that goes along with the Word, and, and, and honestly, today, I mean, you think about the book of Revelation, uh, that is the prophecy for the end times. That is the prophecy of what's going to happen. A lot of prophecies that are going to bear witness today and bear fruit today are going to be prophecies over you individually in your life. How can you live for the Lord? Amen. How can you, uh, how can you serve God better? How can you be a better witness? How can you um, live your life for Jesus? Amen. Amen. So those are, I think those are good prophecies. I think those are prophecies that are, are very beneficial and going to provide a lot of fruit. But when it comes to the end time stuff, okay, the Bible says everything that we need to know about the end times. He's already, he knows, Jesus, God knows the beginning and the end. He's the one that knows when Jesus is coming back, okay, and he's coming back soon. Um, but us, we're just, like, like Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Just stay in the word. There's, again, there's safety in the Bible, Amen. Stay in the peace, knowing that Jesus loves you, and He's going to be, re- and you'll be ready with knowledge of the Word and the Holy Spirit to stand up against anything that comes against you. Matthew seven twenty four says, "Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them." will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and it was a great fall. So sand would be going after anything but the word, anything but the gospel, right? Because it says that we can hear the sayings, okay, we can hear the word of God, and we can either do them and build our house on the rock, or we can hear the sayings, and we can do something else. We can not do them. We can say, oh, that's nice. 
but I'm going to follow after this, right? I'm going to follow after the things of the world. I'm going to follow after a different Jesus than what was originally preached. And that's like building your house on the sand. Now, if you ever, you know, if you ever stood on, on uh, like a rock, your, your feet don't move, do they? I mean, underneath is completely solid. But if you've ever gone to the beach in the really fine sand, if you stand on the sand, maybe not at Lake Campbell, but if you, if you go to one of the coasts, right, you stand on the sand, what happens? Your feet start to sink into the sand. Why? Because it's soft. There's no, um, you know, there's no foundation. It's, it's shifty. Okay? When, we, when we stand on the Word of God, it's like standing on the rock. Our feet can be firmly planted on the rock. And the rock, and you get a big boulder, and you have storm and winds and different things come. That boulder is not going to move, right? So that's why you know we build our house on foundation. We we use concrete, right? We use rock. We don't use sand. Who has who has their house built on sand here? Not for long, right? So we want to build our house. We want to build our our um, uh, our doctrine on the rock. On the Word of God. Amen. We don't want to build our doctrine on a preacher or what a denomination or a non-denominational church says or believes. We want to build our doctrine on the Word. You're only going to be stable when you're on the Word of God. There's security when you believe and do the things that the Word says. Amen. So again, you know, I, I know I've, I've talked about it a lot and you're probably thinking, well, yeah, thanks, Pastor, we know. But it's so important you know, it's so important. The Bible says so much about the Word. The Bible says so much about believing His words and doing His Word and being a carrier of His Word. Amen? That it's important to know and to understand. Hallelujah. So we want to build our house on the rock. And, you know, the Bible says that when the rains come and when the floods come, if you're standing on the rock, you're not going to be moved. So what does that mean? It doesn't say if. But in life, there's going to be storms. There's going to be rain. There's going to be wind. There's going to be things that are going to try to shake you. Uh, things that, that the devil tries to bring your way that is going to try to move you off of the Word of God. But they don't have to move us. They don't have to shake us. Amen. Amen. In fact, those things can actually make you stronger. Hallelujah. Say stronger. stronger. They can make you stronger if you let them. Uh, say stronger again. Stronger. All right, thank you. A couple people said it the first time. So stronger, they can make you stronger. But it's wrong to say that, well, God gives me storms because he knows they're going to make us stronger. No, he gives us good things. Amen? Amen? Just because you go through something doesn't automatically mean you're going to get closer to God. You see it all the time. People go through uh, storms and situations and it actually they draw away from God. They, they back away from God and drawing near to God. So if we were to say, well, God brought this because he knows it's going to, because I'm going to be closer to him through it. Well, that's not it all depends on your attitude. It all depends on how you uh how well you know the word. <laughs> Amen. It all depends on how well you know uh the word. And to say that that God is going to give us something that's bad to draw near to him. It'd be like saying, I'm going to mistreat my wife because it's going to make her want me more. It's going to make her need me more, right? That's, that's stupid. 
I wouldn't do that intentionally, right? I'm just kidding. Um, no, but God's not going to give you bad things that you rely on him more. He's going to treat you well. Amen. He's going to give you life. Amen. Amen. Life abundantly. He's for you. He's not against you. Amen. The, the, the word says that the goodness of God leads to repentance. Not the badness of God. Not, not the anger of God. Not the storms that God puts in your way. No, the goodness of God leads people to repentance. James says to count it all joy when you fall into various trials because the testing of our faith produces patience. But he doesn't say that um, count it all joy when God puts you through various trials. Right? But it says when you fall into various trials. It doesn't, it's not God that brings the trial, but it doesn't mean that we can't use them to our advantage. Right? There might be something that, that um, happens that is just horrible in your life. That, um, you know, you think, wow, I can't believe this happened to me. And there's either two things that you can do. You can either run away from God. You can say, well, God did this, God did this to me. Why, why do I want to serve a God who would let this happen or allow this to happen? Um, and you can completely go away from the Lord. Or you can recognize who the real enemy is. And you recognize who it's from. And you can say, Lord, I'm just going to trust in you more. I'm going to let this build patience in me. I'm going to let this build peace in me. I'm going to let this build love in me. Amen. I'm going to let this build joy in me. Hallelujah. That's what we want to do. We want to say, we want to tell ourselves, and we want to tell the Lord, Lord, I know you love me. I'm sticking with you. Amen. I'm going to let this, whatever the devil had for me that was bad, I'm I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to let it affect my peace, but I'm going to go, I'm going to keep going towards you. Hallelujah. So we can use it. We can use things to our advantage to help us grow in patience or joy or faith or to be a good witness or to have a good testimony. I know my parents, when they, when they divorced when I was in my early 20s, um, you know, we, uh, it was it's tough. You know, divorce is just tough. But anyways, uh, I was reading and the Lord gave me a scripture in, uh, in Corinthians that says, we serve the God of all comfort who comforts us comforts us in our tribulation so that we ourselves can comfort others. And it's like the Lord just dropped something in my spirit that, Randy, you don't have to sulk about this. Allow, you know, um, be a good witness to others that, other young people that maybe are going through the same thing, whose parents are getting divorced or whatever it is. You know, that's one example. But instead of feeling sorry for myself or our family, I, I could use that and I could say, okay, um, I've gone through this, now I can give comfort to somebody because God comforted me through this. I can be a blessing to somebody. I can. I don't have to let it go, bring me down a bad path or anything like that. Amen. But to know these things, to understand these things, we want to be in the Word. The more we're in the Word, the more our faith grows. Romans 10.17 says, let, uh, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We shouldn't ever have to say, I wish I had more faith. That's not a sentence that we should utter because we are in control of how much faith we have. You want more faith? Read more word. Amen? If your faith is, you feel like your faith is less than maybe what it used to be, probably not in the word. Amen? 
want to stay in the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And we don't want to just read it again. We want to read it with the expectation of understanding Revelation. Read it and study it expecting the Lord to speak to you. Expecting to understand in the Spirit what he's trying to say, what he wants to say to his people, what he wants to say to you individually. Amen? Amen. We want to live in the Word. If I want to be healthier, I need to eat better. Okay? I can't buy a salad and stare at the salad while I eat a candy bar. That's not going to make me healthier. Right? I bought the salad sitting in there in my fridge. But if I'm just, if I buy a, you know, 24 pack of Snickers bars and I eat all those, I'm not going to be any healthier, right? And I can't think just because I bought the salad is going to help. It's the same with our faith. I can't just have my Bible at home and, you know, I have every version, I have every translation from King James to the Passion Translation and, uh, and say, well, I have it all. And now faith come. What do I got to do? I got to get into the Word. I have to read the Word. I can't just have it there. I have to be in it. Amen? Amen? If I don't open it, if I don't read it, it's not going to grow my faith. But when we open the Bible and we read it with the expectation of understanding Revelation, anything that comes our way doesn't have to wreck us because we're in Jesus. Amen? We're in his word. We just need our daily nutrition, which is the word of God. Amen? Uh, again, we all go through things, but we don't have to let it affect our life as maybe others do. Okay? We have this hope. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we can go through life um, expecting good things to happen. We can go through life expecting the Lord to bless us. We can go through life life expecting healing in our bodies. Amen. We can go through life expecting our families and our loved ones to come to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 15.4 says, Abide in me, and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my disciples. Amen. So you got to remember that the Bible says that Jesus, the Word became flesh, became Jesus and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the Word, made flesh. Amen. He's saying, and he's saying abide, when he says abide in him, what he's saying too is abide in the Word. Be in the Word. Amen. I love what uh, John says, and I, I didn't have the scripture reference for it, but um, Jesus said, I've, you've been pruned through the words which you've heard from me. Amen. And Pastor Dave's given a message on this, a really, really great message, just about how uh, he, people will say he prunes us and he, and he does things to work our life. Um, but really what he does, he prunes us through the Word. Amen. So as we read the Word of God, we're, we're being pruned through the Word of God. We're being pruned uh, to uh, get rid of some of the bad habits that we have or the, the things that 
the bad ideologies or the bad doctrines or theologies or whatever it is, and he's pruning us to be more like him. Amen? But he prunes us through the word. He doesn't prune us through our experiences. We can choose to learn through our experiences. Amen? But he prunes us through the word. He speaks to us through the word. Amen? When Elijah, when he was, uh, um, when he was running away from Jezebel, and it says that he was, he was at the mountain and the fire came, and it says the Lord was not in the fire. And it said that um, the wind came and the Lord was not in the wind, but then it says there is a still small voice. Okay? What does that mean? Well, it means that there can be things happening all around you in your life, but it doesn't mean that God's speaking through them as far as bringing them to speak through them. No, he's going to speak to you in that still, small voice. He's going to speak to you through the Word. Amen. The Holy Spirit, the gentleman, he's not going to force anything on you. He's going to speak to you through this, through the Word of God, because that's who he is. That's how he communicates. Amen. Now, we can go through experiences. We can go through things and challenges. Um, and we can learn things from those. From those. But I don't ever want anybody to get any uh, the wrong idea that God's bringing you challenges so that he can speak to you through them. Okay? He's not bringing you challenges so he can speak to you through them. Right? The Bible says that, that um, Jesus told us that we should pray God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, are there challenges in heaven? No. Are there sicknesses in heaven? No. Are there disasters in heaven? No. no. So if, God, if Jesus even is telling us, hey, I want you to pray that, that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, what does that tell me? Well, that we should be praying that God's will of health and healing, he's not going to contradict his word. So he's not going to bring you something that goes against what he's commanded. He's not going to bring you something that goes against what's already in heaven. He can't give what he doesn't have, right? And so, again, we can, we can find peace knowing that we serve a God who is for us, who's not just looking down ready to uh, teach us a lesson through an experience. When we plant the Word of God in our heart, we're going to bear fruit, the fruit that we're planting. So as I read the Bible and I, I learn about how good God is, that's what's going to come out. That's the fruit that's going to come out of my life. Right. Hebrews, And we can find peace knowing that He never changes. Hebrews 13.8 through 9 says, Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by various and strange doctrines, for it's uh, good that the heart, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which, foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Let me read that again. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied by them. So what he's saying is, so we have our doctrine, we have the Word of God, okay? The Word of God that never changes, stays the same, and so it's good that the heart be established by the grace of the word, amen, not with other things. I just talked about nutrition. Give us as they are daily bread. When we eat the word of God, the other foods that don't profit us, okay, don't, we don't have to allow them in our, in our spirits. We don't have to allow them in our life, right. right? He doesn't change, which means his word never changes. If he was good yesterday, then he's good today. Amen. Amen. If his plans for you to prosper, uh, for you to, or to prosper yesterday, his plans for you are to prosper today. 
and his plans for our youth to prosper tomorrow. Amen? So don't let anybody tell you that, well, some of the Bible doesn't apply today, or it's a history book, or anything like that. No, it's always going to apply to our life. It's always going to apply. People who say that, are going to, they're trying to fit the Bible into their experiences. They're trying to say, well, I experienced this, and so this must be how it is. No, this is what we go off of, amen? This is our primary uh, text. This is our primary um, example of, of our life, amen? amen? Last scripture here, Matthew twenty four thirty five. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So again, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we know that the word applies to us today because those words never pass away. Right? There's going to be other things just as we, you know, even when we go to heaven, yeah, it says prophecies will cease. Tongues will cease at that time. Right? But even in that, even when we get up to heaven, his word will still be there. His word will still be alive and well. Amen. It's always going to be relevant. The Word of God is always relevant. Amen. It's always going to apply. It's always going to be there. So we want to read it. We want to be in it daily. Amen. And you're going to see the fruit that bear when you do what it says. We want to be not just hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. Amen. So, I don't know about you. I'm excited about the times that we're living in today. I'm excited. And the only reason I'm excited is because I have the Word of God. If we didn't have the Word of God, it'd be terrifying times. But we can have peace. We can have peace. Amen? We can have joy. Because we know that the Holy Spirit is working, that the Holy Spirit is with us, that He's given us His Word to, what's the acronym? Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. He's given us uh, His will. He's given you His will for your life. Amen. So allow the Holy Spirit to work through it to help you live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we can be here today and uh, we can just learn about all the good things that you have for us. Lord, thank you for making it simple. Thank you for not making it complicated, Lord. Even as we read that we can allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and talk to us, even today as, as uh, we were hearing the message, Lord, that you're speaking to us that you're giving us new insights and revelations um, of the scripture. Lord, as I just pray for everybody here, I thank you for uh, just a better understanding and knowledge, Lord, as even as they go home today, as they read, they can have a better understanding and revelation of your scriptures, Lord, that I can have a better understanding and revelation of your scriptures. Lord, we thank you for opportunities to be a witness, to be a blessing to people in our community, and that we know you're working. Even when we don't see it, we know you're working, Lord. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for all that you do for us. And I just pray a blessing on everybody's day, the rest of the weekend, the week, and uh, the rest of this year as we approach 2024, Lord. We just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap off this morning. Hallelujah. Like I said, have a great day. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.
Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.